The primary purpose of the matter over mind experience is to educate. It doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So, take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matter Over Mind Experience. I am your host, master trainer, and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And I have a beautiful episode. I mean, a beautiful episode today with Elena Bensonov. Oh, she's a published author, holistic health practitioner. And she talks about vibrations and, and, um, you know, raising your level of joy and happiness. How it impacts your health and, and, uh, how to relax and, you know, we were talking before the interview and we were talking about guitar and music and how music is good for your health and the things you can do. Because a lot of times when we get into a mental health state or we talk about fitness, you know, we don't pay attention to our vibrations and how that really impacts us. We don't get into spending time in nature and how it really impacts us. And, you know, like the last interview I had with Lori Blue and we talked about grounding and sunlight and just being out there so there's a lot of good stuff that elena is going to break down today and she's the expert in and i really can't wait for her to talk about it and of course we're going to have a hack of the episode right and is how do the vibrations of water you hear that the vibrations of water food and people around us impact our lives i mean this is going to be so beautiful and i can't wait and i know you can't wait and with that being said Let's welcome Elena to the show. Hey, Elena, how are you doing today? Hi, Zico. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me here with you. Thank you for being here. I cannot wait for this episode. And with that being said, tell my audience about yourself. Gosh, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, <laughs> so my background is in traditional medicine. I actually uh, went to school many years ago and became a clinical pharmacist. I don't know if you knew that about me, Zico. Uh, and then I've worked in, in the I would say in the realm of a pharmacy realm, retail pharmacy realm for many, many years. And uh, at one point I decided that I needed a change. And at that time I had four kids and I joined uh, American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. This was back in 2007. And I remember a friend of mine invited me to attend uh, one of the modules. And I said, oh, I don't know if I'm interested in uh, studying. I have four kids. I I'm not sure if I have the time. She said, well, just join me for this conference and see if you like it. And if you do, we'll continue. Well, that little did I know that was a huge awakening moment for me. There's been many moments in my life that have contributed to where I am today. I was also a very sick child. And then in my 20s, I was extremely sick as well. I had 
uh, severe asthma to where my lungs were at a very low capacity, probably around 26% functioning. And I remember having to find a doctor in my 20s. I was a young mom. And he said, you'll be on medications for the rest of your life. And I remember that was the first time I started Googling, actually, and researching what can I do uh, to make sure that I get off of the meds. And of course, changing my diet was a huge step. So that was a big realization in my 20s that the diet had to change. And then, of course, finding the mold in the house. And then, of course, out of four kids that I have, two had severe food allergies. So that also led me on this path of my own healing journey and then healing at least those around me. So going into 2007, uh, one of the cardiologists, his name was Dr. Sinatra, had us get up and he said, we're going to practice Qigong. I remember looking at my friend. There was a room of around 300 medical providers, mostly physicians. And I looked at her. I said, I don't know what that is. So imagine, right? At that time, I was so trained in such a linear way of thinking. Of course, I knew about the energy. I think it's part of it. Not I think. I know it's part of who we are, but we just get so disconnected. Because life happens, school happens, and this is, I would say, programming also for most of us growing up, right, that we have to disconnect. And it is about data, always looking at the data. Well, I remember experiencing that feeling between my hands, and it was like light bulb went off inside of me, and I thought, oh my gosh, I have to experience more of that, and where do I learn about it? So, of course, I continued my journey through the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. I became board certified. It took a couple of years. I loved that experience because it expanded also my worldview on the functional medicine and how we can look at diseases and prevention, preventing diseases versus uh, treating people with drugs. Uh, and, of course, allopathic medicine comes in hand when it's needed. But it took me on a completely different journey, and that was the energy medicine journey. And it has brought me to where I am today, which is an integration of both worlds, science and energy. So therefore, I've created my own school of teaching quantum healer practitioners, holistic quantum healer practitioners from all around the world, whether they are in medical field or health coaches or just regular people that just want to learn. I just actually had a class and I had one guy who's in construction work and he flew for the third time from Connecticut because he realized how much he can help himself and his family. I've had lawyers attending my, you know, my training as well as parents, moms and, you know, with their teenage kids. So it's been a truly amazing journey. And then, of course, over the years, I've developed a system with my other half, Alejandro, and that is looking at vibrational frequencies. This is the where you started. Vibrational frequencies of absolutely everything, because we all omit information into the biofield. We're resonators. We're like tuning forks. So we omit information in frequencies and we receive information as well. And this is how everything in the universe works. So it is a combination, you could say, of the quantum field, the science, and it's really a holistic approach to everything uh, that is. And it's taking, my goal is to take healthcare providers into that realm because it's so needed at the moment. That is so powerful. You know, I've, I, I empathize with you because beginning I had health issues myself and it wasn't until I was in my thirties that I realized that I didn't make a change, but it might change or changes, I should say, but my changes weren't just nutrition. I, and I've been really fit all my life anyway. So nutrition wasn't the hardest thing for me to adjust, but 
my my how I respond to things, how I deal with stress, adding meditation to my life and grounding and you know, those things were very important to me. Spending time in nature, being around animals. I had one time when the show was early, I remember I had um Nancy McKay on the show and she does her she's equius coaching. Never heard of it before, and she does it with horses. And the reason why is because she says that when someone comes around and I ask them how they're doing and what's going on, they can lie to me. But they come around the horse and the horse senses their vibration. They cannot lie to the horse. And based on the how, how the horse responds, she knows if they're telling the truth or not, right? Because animals are sensitive to vibrations. And so, and you can say we all emit our own freak, our own uh, frequencies. And that's something to pay attention to. And we're going to get more into that as we get towards the end. But now that I want to talk about your book, I was going to ask about it later, but now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. What motivated you then to then write your book and what is it about? Yes, thank you for asking. So my book is called Holistic Wisdom, Awakening Your Inner Healer. And it's basically one of the most easiest guides, self-guides on how to really tune in. I teach people how to self-test for food sensitivity. So it goes in, there's three parts to the book, the body part the mind and the soul. So we go into the basic things that every human being should know. Like, what do you, what do you want to know about adrenals, right? How uh, our gut works, our mind works and how our mind impacts the neuroscience and how it impacts our physical health, our emotions impacting our health. And then part three is, of course, I talk about chakras. We have sacred geometry. I teach people how to test and find out what is the right symbol for you? What is the right color for you? How do you choose those aspects for yourself in order to become your own healer? So the book is teaching people how to be a healer themselves. Oftentimes in my practice, when I first started, people would come in and say to me, I'm here because so-and-so has recommended me to, to see you. And I know you're going to fix me. You're going to heal me. And the first thing I would say to the person, besides, of course, thank you for, for coming. I'm not here to heal you and, and I'm not here to fix you, but I'm going to guide you and educate you on how to do that, because there's no one outside of ourselves that is going to do the work for us. You can read books, you can come and lay on the table, I can give you a recommendation, but ultimately, it is up to you, really, and the choices and the habits that you make on a daily basis that are going to impact the outcome that you are seeking. So I'm teaching people how to awaken the inner healer that is within them. Awaken the inner healer that's within you. That is powerful, because you're so right. No one's going to do it for you. And so you're not trying to fix someone. You're trying to guide someone on the path of overcoming whatever they're dealing with at that particular time or, or, or situations they may be dealing with at that particular time. And that's absolutely powerful because when you take your health back, you take your mental health, your emotional health and your physical health back, things start to change. I, I had a conversation with one of my friends the other day and I brought up to her that, you know, for me, I, I just hit 40 and I feel younger than I ever did. I know my biological age is definitely a lot, is way younger than 40. I think it's 25 or 26. And last time I tested, but I guess my point is that for the, the things that I've done to take my health back to be where I am today, it took some type of resilience. It took me to say, you know what? I'm going to do what I need to do to get to take care of myself. To get off medication, which Miss March, by the time this episode comes out, hit my four-year anniversary off all my medications. 
And I had to say, I'm going to take it over. I'm going to do what I'm, what I'm going to do. So if you're in an earshot of what we're talking about, listen very closely to realize that you have the power. And it's not as difficult as we may think, because we think, you know, let's just take some pills if I feel sick. You know, let's just, you know, take, if I have a headache, let's just pop some pills like Skittles. And sometimes, like you said, it is important. Sometimes we do need it. Sometimes if I have a, if I have a car accident, I'm not going to inhale some aroma, um, some, uh, essential oils. Essential oils. Sorry. I don't forget. I'm, and think I'm going to be fine. Right. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to a special. I'm going to go to a doctor. I'm going to the emergency room. So there are times it is important, but for day to day maintenance, we can be our own healers and not be reactive to it, but proactive. Is even going to be better and put you in a better spot going forward. So that was beautiful. And everybody know from me with our book, let my audience know how can they get a copy of your book. So the Kindle version is on Amazon Holistic Wisdom Awakening Your Inner Healer, or they can purchase the hard copy on my website, holistic.com and holistic is with the W. Perfect. And I will make sure that a link to her book will be in the show notes as well. And I'll I'll um really tell you what the show is as I get towards the end of the episode. Now we're talking about healing. So I want to continue to this topic. Let's talk about sugar because that seems to be a controversial thing in a way. But how can um dishing sugar help you to heal from the inside out? Gosh, let's first uh, recognize uh, that sugar is not just in the white powder form. There is, there's different types of sugar. Uh, we have all kinds of processed sugars nowadays as well. Uh, Oftentimes, sugar hides in many energy drinks, besides where we can add it in in things that we eat, snacks. Alcohol is a major, major liquid sugar that people don't realize. So what happens when you stop sugar? Of course, sugar is extremely addictive, right? Um, It sort of gives you that similarity. They look at morphine and how people can get addicted, right, or to cocaine, so it, it triggers the same re- addictive pattern in our brain. So I would say it is of the utmost importance to be able to stop. Uh, if you are consuming sugar, although I've had over the years, people come into my practice, say, I don't really eat sugar. But then, I'll, you know, when we start going through their diet, you recognize, oh, you know, I have a glass of wine every night at five o'clock. So it is important to recognize that sugar contributes to inflammation in the body. It does age you. And alcohol being one of the main sugar sources, I would say, for women, um, it increases your risk by 70% from neck down, every cancer in the body. There was one of the largest research studies that was done in the UK. Gosh, this was probably over five years ago, looking at millions of women. And it did increase cancer risk tremendously. Not to mention that it actually destroys good flora in your gut. And your gut flora is absolutely responsible for all kinds of disease, chronic disease conditions, if you don't have the right gut flora. You know, it's you just said some very good things there, um, which could also be some scary things there <laughs> and some things that I didn't know. But yeah, the, the gut flora, that, that piece is very important because I've always told people that you can take probiotics all you want, but if you're eating a lot of processed sugar, Processed sugar is food for your bad gut bacteria. So you're, no matter how much probiotics you take, if you don't feed them with healthy gut bacteria, I'm sorry, healthy prebiotics, like, um, cherries, 
blueberries, healthy fiber that they can eat and thrive on, which is also sugar, but that's a different, completely different thing than processed sugar. You, you, um, if you, if you don't feed them, they're not going to survive. And then you eat a lot of drink energy drinks and you like you're talking about processed foods and your know, bad bacteria feeds on it. You're always going to have a gut imbalance. It's a book that I'm reading and the doctor mentioned that to have a healthy gut fauna, you need at least 85% good gut bacteria. So it's not, you don't need to be 50-50 or 70-30, but 85% good, good bacteria to consider having a good gut environment. So if you're not there, there is work. And if even if you have 85, shoot for 90. You know, you know, try to, it's not about restriction, but it's about trying to make the right changes. But something very important that people miss, when you have a healthy gut environment, your cravings change. I'll say it again. When you have a healthy gut environment, your cravings change. I, I remember I posted something the other day on food, on sugar, and somebody commented on my on uh, Instagram and said, well, you got to live life. And I said to him, interesting, because when I eat healthy, I have more energy and I feel better. I can spend time playing the guitar. I can spend time doing the things that I love because I have more energy and I feel amazing. But when I eat like crap, I feel tired. I need time to rest. I don't feel like doing anything and I'm not enjoying life, right? But another thing too, because of the health of my gut, I crave healthy foods. If I, I'm not saying I don't eat something that's quote unquote unhealthy from time to time, but I don't consider that treating myself because really when I'm done with that meal, I'm ready to eat something that I normally eat. I was in New York for two weeks and I couldn't wait to get back to my normal diet. I was so excited to get back. When I came back and I was eating organic meats and blueberries at night, I was like, I loved it. My body craved it. And that to me is living life because that's what I enjoy and that's what I love. So your breakdown of sugar there is absolutely vital and absolutely great. And thank you so much for sharing that, Elena. Yes. And the other thing I wanted to say, you know, when you're consuming a lot of sugar, it contributes to low energy brain fog. And if you think about it, most people are walking around fatigued all the time. They have really poor quality of sleep. So the body really doesn't have a chance to recover. And you are feeding the bad bacteria. And uh, so that would be your fungus. You know, a lot of times what I see with people is they have excess amount of candida in their gut, fungus, and that contributes to cravings, as you mentioned. So brain fog, exhaustion, you know, that people will be crashing in the afternoons. They can't make it, you know, through the day. It's so therefore they're going for more sugar. It's like having that rush to, to make it through the day. That's thank you so much for sharing that as well. That was, that was absolutely, that was, that was banging. And with that being said, I want to stop beating up on sugars a little bit. And I want to talk about something that I have no knowledge about and which I never planned to actually do, but breast implants, right? Because apparently there's a connection between breast implants and cancer. And does I, I think there are two kinds. There's saline and there's silicone. So for one, explain the connection and does it matter if it is saline or silicone? Yes. Now, um, I guess you probably heard me talk about it online. Uh, it's so interesting because for the year, for many, many years, I've been seeing people in my private practice and they never, it never occurred to me to ask women if they've had breast implants because from a medical perspective, it's not something that's talked about. But what I did notice and what began, uh, as an investigation led me to discover so much more. Uh, so what happened was I was working with 
of course, many, many women and those that have had implants without me knowing and asking about it, they would have the same chronic, chronic conditions over and over and over. So no matter how much we would treat, let's say their fungus, their candida, uh, their adrenal fatigue, heavy metals, we couldn't get rid of them. Like it would just persist. Their thyroid imbalance, hair falling out, brain fog would not go away year after year. So one day I remember uh, this client of mine, a patient came in and actually we became close friends. And she said to me, Lena, can you do energy testing? Um, because I feel something is happening. And she said, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but just test it. And, and what ended up happening was it was a vial because I do applied kinesiology and it was a vial that was linked to very specific type of breast cancer, but it was cell, you know, cells. So it wasn't full blown cancer. So I said to her, this is what I've discovered. And she said, oh, you wouldn't believe it. I just went to Moffitt Cancer Center and they took some samples and this is also what they found. So then she proceeded to share that she was having leakages out of her breasts and I couldn't believe it because she didn't tell me this for years, but it started making sense. So then other women would come in and that would be the question I would be asking for those that would not get better. So I started looking up online to see what is the correlation between many chronic conditions, mystery conditions cancer risk and breast implants. And yes, last year, um, FDA actually put black box warning. Do you know what black box warning is? Okay. So most medications have black box warning on them. It's just something that general public won't know, but as a pharmacist and as a physician, you would know because, because it will come in a package insert or the information will be emailed to the practitioners, right? Who are, let's say, dispensing medications or uh, giving those medical devices. And by the way, uh, implants are considered medical devices, something that, of course, I learned as well. So both of the, whether it's saline or silicone implants are linked to different type of cancers. And not only that, there was a big study that was done by the University of Texas following 100,000 women. And they found that it not only did it increase your chance of different types of cancer, it actually increased your risk of melanoma also by eightfold. Uh, it increases your risk of every autoimmune disease as well. So not only are you at risk for autoimmune cancer, lymphoma type of cancer and squamous cell carcinoma, but if you're suffering from mystery conditions, that means you go to your doctor and they don't know why you cannot get better. And I actually had this one woman, she probably saw three or four different provide healthcare providers in functional medicine and no one could figure out what it was until she actually took her implants out. So yes, it does increase all kinds of risks. And FDA says that it does increase exponentially as the longer they stay inside of you. And the other thing that I've discovered, which I thought was fascinating, that the body forms around the implant something that's called a capsule. Have you ever seen it? Zika? Okay. So it's something that the body forms to protect itself from the foreign object. So what the body does is it's chronically inflamed and fighting 24-7. So what I've discovered is some doctors do not remove uh, the capsule, which is frightening because that is the part that contains a lot of the toxins and all these dangerous things in it. So it's important for women that are going to consider removal or it's called explant surgeries, which are on the rise. I'm so happy to, to also know statistically they're on the rise. Women are wanting to do this now more and more. 
that you find a physician who only does explants. That's number one. Number two, they need to also be micro surgeons. That means because it's such a tedious thing. Like I had this one woman, I am releasing her episode from Venezuela and she said that her implant and actually grew into her rib cage. So you can only imagine the type of surgeon that needs to really know what they're doing. It's not just removing it, right? Because you don't want it to, to burst into the body and, and, you know, release even more toxins into the body. So again, it's important that a female really does research and look into the right kind of surgeon to remove them. Wow. So the first tip that you gave me though, you you said, uh, what did you said? Explant? Is that correct? So explant is a, right, is a type of surgery to remove, uh, to remove implants. And you want to make sure that the capsule is also removed. So those physicians or the surgeons, plastic surgeons that specialize in the surgery, they will remove it. But it's important that you talk to, to this particular doctor. You do the interview and you also ask for case studies from other patients, right? You want to know. Like I had this one woman, she said she went in to remove it and her doctor actually put new implants in without asking for her permission because that doctor does mostly implants. Yes. Is that legal? <laughs> I have no idea. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is interesting. That's and the second part of the question, like saline or silicone, like does that even matter? No. Okay. They both okay. contribute to the same thing. Interesting. And thank you so much. This is that's a topic that I have no idea about. And I know I watch your video and I said this would be something excellent to share with my audience. So thank you so much for sharing that. And with yes. that being said, everyone, we're up on the hack of the episode. And the hack of the episodes that we're going to talk about vibrations, right? So vibrations of water, food, and people around us. How do they impact our lives and our health? Well, you know, we've done, gosh, over probably 5,000, maybe even more, more measurements of people and places and water and sacred sites. And what we've discovered is most water is, of course, polluted. Now, the healthy water's vibrational frequency based on a scale of zero to 1000 is 850, which is so remarkable, right? And then if you look at the water, for example, in New York City or in Washington, D.C. or in London or in Moscow, the vibration of the water is very low. It's between 50 on the average to 100. And, you know, if, if we're speaking of vibration, we can also talk about studies that were done by Dr. Emoto, right? The Japanese scientist who studied the molecules of water by exposing them to either positive emotions, right? To beautiful music or something that is not that pleasant. And also looking into water molecules from different regions around the world. So what we've discovered from a vibrational perspective, there are several places around the world that have high vibrational water. But the beautiful experiments that we have done in our own vibration revelations community is if you want to structure water, since we are water ourselves and our intent can help structure the water, right? So what we've done is you can do this at home with applied kinesiology. You can actually take water from the faucet, fill it up. Most likely you'll be weak to it if you do muscle testing. Um, and then you can sit with it for maybe 10 to 30 seconds and just infuse it with love and peace, really coming 
from your heart, having this pure intention. And what you're doing, not only are you structuring and creating coherence in your own body, but you're structuring whatever it is that you're consuming. So in this case, it will be water. And it's fascinating before you drink it, if you had somebody muscle test the same water that is the tap water, but it's infused with the intention, you're going to be very strong to it. And that is such a simple exercise that we can all use, right? We all drink water on a daily basis. So it's important that we have the intention to structure it with love, with peace. And same thing we can do to the food that we eat. You know, you talk about the food. One of my practices, and again, that's why I put the Spanish guitar behind me. Um, Before I eat, I play a song. A pre, like a pre, I guess pre meal song, if you want to call it that way. And I always play my song on my Spanish guitar because it raises my vibrations before I eat. And then I, 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 I actually, uh, digest my food better. I, um, I feel better. I eat slower because I'm in a relaxed, uh, parasympathetic state, which helps with weight management. It helps with uh, reducing stress. So I, I've, I've been, I've never done it with water and maybe the water, maybe I should hold it and infuse it with love, whatever love I have left in me. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, even, never... even if it just sits as you're playing, it sits there, you are infusing it with beautiful energy. And I think music is such a powerful way to really raise the vibration of yourself and everything around you. It's so, beautiful practice. Question though, you said uh, muscle test and you kind of, what exactly, is there something that we could do on, at home or what do you the mean? The basic muscle testing is something you can do at home. Now, the way that I do it is uh, through applied kinesiology, I also use different vials. And that is something that I teach in my holistic quantum healer program. But yes, there's basic mus- muscle testing techniques that you can learn to test. Absolutely. Perfect. And that is that mentioned in the book by chance? Uh, one of the aspects, yes, one of those aspects, but there's another way you can actually have a partner that can uh, test you. Love it. Love it. And tell us the name of the book again. Holistic Wisdom, Awakening Your Inner Healer. There we go. And the link will be in the show notes. It's going to be zikahealth.com slash holistic healer, holistic with a W. Uh, but before we get out of here, Elena, I want to ask you something else. Cause we talked about, um, um, energy, uh, vibration of water and food. But what about people? Oh, fascinating topic. We all have our own vibrational frequency, our own vibrational signature. And what we've discovered over the last five years of doing this work, we actually use scalar wave technology to measure vibrational frequency of people in places, historical events, historical figures. We look at over 36 different categories for somebody. So we can actually see, first of all, what vibration you omit. And then how do you perceive different aspects of your life? So, for example, how do you relate to other people? Because that is always a reflection of your inner state of being. How do you view finances, creativity? Do you create from a place of fear or do you create from a place of uh intellect, or perhaps you go into that flow state or into the divine frequencies of just where, you know, we've measured, for example, Leonardo da Vinci, I'll give, uh, I'll give that as an example, because it's a public episode. He had this incredible frequency, 1000. It's a frequency of an avatar, but he had two numbers in his chart. He was not an avatar, but he had creativity at 1000. So when you see something at 1000 or somebody having that pure divine connection, that means that there's absolutely no resistance and information flows. 
What does it tell us? It means that every human being is capable of raising that vibration by releasing the resistance. And that resistance resistance comes from programming, the programming that we inherit. So as soon as we recognize we're not the victims of our environment, we're not the victims of our programming, and you begin to break free from programming and from the box perhaps you've put yourself in without recognizing it until the moment that you awaken to recognizing that you are so much greater than the box that you've placed yourself in. That's when when vibration goes up. That's lovely. So, and you know what, that's helped me a lot over the years. I have uh, my friends now I've seen a difference in me from the last, let's say four years or so in the way I respond to things, the way that I talk, um, the way I operate because my vibration is higher and it could even be higher than that. Could even, I could even do other things to raise it, but my vibration is higher than it was. I realize that when I play music, when I meditate, when I'm in red light therapy, when I do yoga, my responses to things, I act, I act different than when I don't. Things don't annoy me as much as when I don't. So, you know, so it's, it's, I, I definitely feel that difference. I think that's huge. And when she's talking about releasing the negativity, and realizing that you're not in the box that you or maybe somebody else may put you in because your mind now elevates to a different level. One of the first episodes that I did, something I learned from her, I don't remember the, her name now, but I remember when I read her book, she taught us meditation and focusing on the third eye. And that's something that I've used ever since I've learned that about two and a half years ago, which has helped me as well in focusing my energy. And it can really help you. So like a lot of times we struggle with mental health issues and everybody talks about anxiety and you know we turn we feel like we end up feeling like victims to the world with everything that's going on. But if you just stop for a second and just really focus at your energy and raise your vibration, that can transform your life. Did not tell you this was going to be a beautiful episode. This is a beautiful episode. Elena, thank you so much. I absolutely love it. Again, your book is going to be in the show notes. You can help.com slash holistic healer. And is there, um, is there anything, is there anything else you want to share with my audience? Like how they can get in touch with you, your website, you know, let my audience know. Yes. You can find me on holistic.com. W H O L A S T I C. Perfect. And again, that will be in the show notes. And with that being said, This was a beautiful episode. I absolutely love it. And I'm going to get out of here and go eat dinner and play my Spanish guitar. So thank you, Elena. And enjoy the rest of your day, fam. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route. Enjoy the ride.